Alejandro Mayorkas gets impeached. Now what happens? And whatever happened to Joe Biden getting impeached? We could. He's got more reason to get impeached than Mayorkas. We'll get into that. The Republican majority gets thinner. And let's look at some of the other perverts who are escaping legal consequences for their crimes. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I hope you guys had a great day. And it's Valentine's Day. I hope you guys have the love of your life and you bought her pretty flowers or candy or a ring or whatever the heck you had to do in order to meet this Hallmark holiday. I hope you did it. Now, my personal opinion is, and I was, I thought this as I was driving to go get my wife on our first Valentine's Day as a married couple, something for Valentine's Day. I just thought, who in the F is this freaking St. Valentine? And why is he or she or... I don't know what it is ruining my life by making me go out and spend a hundred bucks to go get my wife something. I mean, I understand what Hallmark is doing here. They're trying to make money in between holidays and crap, but really? And then this morning, my wife wakes up. Oh, I didn't get you anything. Well, you should, you shouldn't have gotten me anything. Cause I just don't give a damn about this stupid holiday. This is your holiday. It's not mine. So anyway, that's the cynical part of the day, even though it's probably not the only cynical part of the day, but there it is. I'll just give it to you right now. Okay, let's get to some news. Okay, let's take a look. Not a lot of news. The news cycle is slowing down a little bit. A lot of people, if you're watching news at all, they talk about the same things over and over and over again. And you're just getting to a point right now that there's really just not a lot of new news. So, you know, right now everyone's talking about the transcript of Joe Biden's conversation with uh, the special counsel for his documents and how he's old and things like that. You know, I, I, I got to tell you, when this first came out, I was bored with it anyway. I thought, you what, you just have to look at the guy. You know, you know he can't run the country. Hey, we a lot of people like me have been saying he hasn't run the country since he got in. When he couldn't recite the Constitution, the first line of the Constitution, we I I don't know. I said it. May it's probably in the podcast way back when three years ago. God, I've been doing this podcast a long time. That he just doesn't sound like he knows what's going on, and then we have confirmation that. From Hunter Biden's laptop, by the way, of all places, that even Hunter Biden said that Joe Biden was losing his mind way back in 2017. So him being senile is not even a question anymore. So when I first heard this, it was like you guys are discussing this like we never even knew about it. But that's what they're. That's what the big news is. Other news that's happening. Um, Alejandro Mayorkas has been impeached by a 2014 to a 2013 vote. So it couldn't get any closer if it needed to be. Now, what's going to end up happening? Nothing. Nothing. 
just an FYI, he's the Secretary of Homeland Security and he's responsible for the border. Now, one of the reasons the three Republicans that voted not to impeach were Mike Gallagher of Wisconsin, Ken Buck of Colorado, and Tom McClintock of California. And I understand why they didn't want to impeach him. They didn't want to impeach him because technically there's no crime. And there isn't. He's being, Mayorkas is being told what to do when it comes to the border. And he's doing it. You, I guess they could have said he lied about the border being closed when he said that in front of Congress. They could have gotten him for perjury, but they didn't do that. But my, my thing is, these three should have voted for impeachment anyway. Because here's the thing. Impeachment is now just a political tool. That's all it is. Impeachment is no longer about whether somebody commits a crime. It's a political tool to expose somebody. And I think that's what we should use it. We, why we should use it. So, yeah, Mayorkas is a fool. We should, we should impeach him. My big question here is not impeachment of Mayorkas, which, by the way, this is going nowhere. It's, it, they're going to go through, they're going to expose the border for a month in the Senate. They're going to sit there and just make a big stink about what we already know. And then he's going to get off because you need six, I think it's 66, 60 or 66 congressmen to vote. I think it's 66, 67% of Congress. So you need 67 con uh, senators to vote for the impeachment. And no one, no 67 is going to vote for him to be impeached. It's a 50, it's basically 51 to 49 in the Senate now. So that's not going to happen. But I don't mind them impeaching him. Go ahead, impeach him. Now, here's my big question, though. What, where's Joe Biden's impeachment? High crimes and misdemeanors? My Lord, we got more crimes on Joe Biden we know what to do with. And they're still going through um, Bobolinsky, the... Uh, Former Hunter Biden partner is testified testified yesterday, and apparently that did not go well for the president again. Well, I would like this stuff exposed. I think we should have an impeachment on that, on President Biden, because there are high crimes and misdemeanors, up to and including a crime that was mentioned in the Constitution, bribery. He did this. So why aren't we going after him? And we should have done this three years ago. I don't know what Republic. Well, I, 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 a year ago. Okay. Kid couldn't go over three years ago because the house was controlled by Democrats. But why are we going after Joe Biden? If yes, he wouldn't get convicted either, but he is guilty of crimes. And at least putting it in front of the world will show just how corrupt this son of a bitch is. But we don't do that. Or because Republicans suck. Republicans suck. They really just... They, they, they could lose the House, the Senate, and the presidency this year. The polls are showing it. That there's a, possi there's a real possibility... Joe Biden should get skunked in this election. And there's a good chance he's going to win. The Republicans should take over the Senate and the House over everything, mishandling of money, 
crime, homelessness, uh, foreign, uh, foreign aid, spending, everything. They, uh, foreign policy, everything they should get skunked on. And we could lose everything in 2020, in this year. It just amazes me how incompetent these people are. And the fact is, I really, to this day, and I'm going to vote for him, there's no question, Trump needs to go away. Trump really needs to go away. Trump is not good for the party. He is not. He now wants to put his daughter-in-law into the head of the RNC. And the first thing the daughter-in-law says, every every dime that the RNC raises should go into the president, presidential election. She said that. It was like, you no, know, the president's worthless if he doesn't have Congress, if he doesn't have the House and he doesn't have the Senate. You guys have shown what happens when Donald Trump, if we all must pay fealty to King Trump, but King Trump doesn't need to pay fealty to anybody. This is what he is the most narcissistic, self-centered human being out there. And I've always said we need to get rid of Trump. Trump just needs to go away. I'm hoping, I know his policies are good. I, tell, I say this to my dad all the time because he's a huge Trump supporter. Trump needs to go away. I like his policies. I, do, I would be thrilled if he won the election. Because if he won the election, hopefully he just tears everything down. But the reality is he is too narcissistic. He is not a politician at all. And he is, he talks MAGA, MAGA, MAGA. You know, this MAGA thing, yeah, I, I love it. Make America great again. But it's it's not a, it's kind of not a really a, a positive thing. I'm not MAGA. I'm not Trump at any cost. I want my country back. That's it. And I understand. Make America great again. I get it. I get it. Great. But Donald Trump isn't the only person that can do that. <coughs> as a matter of fact, I will go so far as to say Donald Trump is not the best person that can do that. Give me Ron DeSantis. He's done it in Florida. He can do it in the country. So, you know, but we first need to get rid of Biden. And one of the easiest ways to get rid of Biden is by actually impeaching him so people can see what his story is. See the crime. See the corruption. See why he's bending the knee to China and to Ukraine and to Mexico. Because he's doing it for a reason. And then not to mention the power of the Republicans is lost again. George Santos, who is a complete huckster. He was a grifter. He was a liar. He's probably going to prison. Well, New York ran their election again and to replace him. And a guy named, a guy named Tom Susie won, a Democrat, of course, and by the way, a Democrat who kind of spread himself from Joe Biden, but basically says the same thing as Joe Biden, won by a lot, by about 14,000 votes, over Mozzie Pillip. Pillip tried to stay away from Donald Trump, even though she is a supporter of Donald Trump, but she is also a recovering Democrat, like Donald Trump, by the way. So now the... 
the difference between Democrats and Republicans in the House is only two. It's it's come come down to that. Now I will I will say this. I'm not surprised George Santos won. George Santos is no Republican. And George Santos had no business running, which tells you something about the RNC, which is why that Ronna McDaniel needed to get out, needed to get out of the RNC. She he should have never been. But New York picked a Democrat. Well, George Santos, he's a corrupt huckster. So he tricked all the Democrats to picking him. But for the most part, this Mazzy Pillip, she had all of the words right. She leaned conservative. She wasn't a Trump backer. And she lost in a in a historically Democratic district. So it's not a, it's not a surprise. It's not a surprise. But, I mean, it's just, it's bad because the Republicans just seem to lose everything. They, they, they get some gains, and even the gains aren't that much. We've got to say that 2022, they lost the election. You can't say the Republicans won the 2022 election, even though they took over the House. They lost that. They should have had 30, 40 vote majority, and it was blown. Okay, in other news, in the last piece of news, Governor Brian Kemp has announced that he will be sending National Guard troops to Texas. It's not a lot of troops. It's like 20. But the idea was that he called um, Abbott, the Governor Abbott in Texas, and Abbott said, this is the support I need. And Kemp sent the troops over there. By the way, he'd be another one that would be a good president is Brian Kemp. He'd be a very good president. So it, that's that's about all the news. So let's get to our first, let's get to our dumbass of the day. And this, this gal is a real winner. Well, you ever wonder why California is so effed up? It just the mentality in California, why we've got nothing but highest inflation, highest taxes. We're $68 billion in debt. Um, why California is so effed up when we should be one of the strongest economies in the Republic. It's people like Barbara Lee. And I can't necessarily blame Barbara Lee, but it's the stupidity of the citizens of California. Now, this woman should have no business being on stage. She is running for senator. So she will be set she will be she wants to be senator in November. And she had a debate. And of course, there was Brian Schiff or Schiff Adam Schiff was there. Steve Garvey, who I actually like and voted for is running as the Republican. If you that name sounds familiar, Steve Garvey was the baseball player. He played for the Los Angeles Dodgers and was initially a Democrat and then became a Republican. He's kind of like the Ronald Reagan Republican. Well, Barbara Lee was asked about, about minimum wage yesterday. Now, I got to tell you something, and I said this in a podcast previously, when California wanted to raise minimum wage from seven, from seven fifty to fifteen dollars an hour, and we all th- said that is just absolutely asinine. Why not raise it to a hundred dollars an hour? 
I thought that might have been hyperbole at the time. It's not. Here is Barbara Lee explaining why she wants to raise minimum wage in California to $50 an hour. Both of our Democratic opponents are calling for a minimum wage between 25, 20 and $25 an hour. You're calling for a $50 an hour federal minimum wage. That's seven times the current national minimum wage of $7.25 an hour. Can you explain how that would be economically sustainable for small businesses? You have 60 seconds. First, let me say I um, owned and ran a small business for um, 11 years. I created hundreds of jobs benefits, retirement benefits, also health care benefits. I know what worker productivity means, and that means that you have to make sure that your employees are taken care of and have a living wage. In the Bay Area, I believe it was the United Way, came out with a report that uh, very recently, $127,000 for a family of four is just barely enough to get by. Another survey very recently, 104000 for a family of one, barely enough to get by low income because of the affordability crisis. And so just do the math. Just do the math. Of course, we have national uh, minimum wages that we need to raise to a living wage. You're talking about $20, $25, fine. But I have got to be focused on what California needs and what the affordability factor is when we calculate this wage. Ms. Lee, increase. thank you. Mr. Garvey. Okay. I, I want to give some things here for, before I, I get into my diatribe. Um, she never ran a small business. She ran a, basically it was a mental health care facility that was government supported. So her sitting there and saying, I ran a small, but you didn't run a small business. You ran basically a government agency. So her bullshit about, oh, and I took care and I did this and I, no, you didn't. She was already at that point an advocate for the Black Panthers, the NAACP. She belonged to several union groups. And then she and a couple of guys founded a psychiatric um, a clinic. And that psych psychiatric clinic was basically a nonprofit. So before you get wild and crazy about you opened a store selling records or something. Yeah, she didn't do that. She was getting her money from the government. That's that's where her business was run. So let, let's, let's get that out of the way. She's basically lying. Second off, $50 an hour? Why not $100? Why not $150? Well, the reality is if you raise the minimum wage to $50 an hour, they'll be bitching about the minimum wage only being $50 an hour because what's going to happen is the inflation, and we see this in California right now, minimum wage in California is $15 an hour. No business around here is less than $15 an hour. You go to McDonald's, it's $16.50 an hour. $16.50 an hour. And my understanding is they have to raise that to 20 because Gavin Newsom signed that bill. So I'm not really sure where that is. But you're not, I think it's probably um, not full-time. That's what they're doing. They're hiring, hiring part-time employees now. But here's the reality. if you're, Let's take a look at McDonald's. A Big Mac right now at McDonald's, would be someone earning $16.50 an hour is $5. If you bump that up to $20 an hour, let's say $20 to $25 an hour, 
you've just raised it 25%. So 25% on a $5 Big Mac will bump that price up to $6.25 a Big Mac. French fries are $4. That'll bump French fries up to about um, $5.25 to $5.25. Now you decide to say, F it, we're going to jump it up to $50 an hour. You're talking about a, a, a order of fries being $8, $8 a pack and a Big Mac being $12. That's called inflation. And how is McDonald's going to handle that? They're just going to fire their employees or make them work part-time or find a way to make it. And that doesn't include, by the way, a full-time employee and all their benefits. Because in California, you're required to have benefits. She says, she says at the end of that little diatribe, oh, do the math. Well, doing the math, if you raise someone's rage from $16.50 to $50 an hour, yeah, well, the, the company's got to make a profit. You think they're going to do this for nothing? No, they're either going to fire the employees, which a lot of them are doing, a lot of fast food restaurants right now are understaffed. They're understaffed because the companies have laid, let people go. And they're going to require you to have a college education to serve fries. It's stupid. Or they're just going to automate it. I mean, no one ever thinks about that. McDonald's is already running a fully, I believe it's San Jose. They're already running a fully automated McDonald's and it's doing very well. They don't have to pay anyone. Yeah, it's expensive to start up. But once it started in the long run, after about a year, according to their calculations, they're in the black. And they don't have to raise prices on their food. So yeah, great idea. Well, the next person to talk, you may have heard it, was Steve Garvey. And Steve Garvey said pretty much what I said. I mean, not exactly, but pretty much what I said. And, oh, you should have seen when that bell rang, oh, that broad shut him up so fast. The media does not want people to hear that you can't earn $50 an hour without consequences. They don't want to hear it. Which is why Steve Garvey will get skunked in November. But, you know, hey, that's the problem. People in California vote for this dumb bitch. And she will end up probably being the senator. If not, liar Adam Schiff will be senator because he was there too. Absolutely incredible. Okay, so yesterday we were talking about all the perverts out there. The trans folk that seem to be getting uh, arrested for all sorts of terrible sex crimes. Of course, they're sex crimes. They're sexual perverts. Trans people have mental problems. I'm sorry, I'm going to call it. So needless to say, this is not going to be on YouTube. But trans people have mental problems. If you think you can suddenly be a, you're a man and you suddenly can be a woman because you grow your hair out and you honestly believe you're a woman, you've got a mental problem. Okay? And, and by the way, this is showing in other things. There are kids today that think they're rabbits and shit. I am not kidding you. There is, I'll play this for my dumbass of the day tomorrow, but there's a gal out there who thinks she's a bird. I shit you not. 
And, and she's discussing her bird pronouns. This is a mental crisis we're going through right now. We have no limits. We have no standards in this country. So anything can happen. Well, I, I said there were a few more stories that I wanted to talk about. I'm going to talk about them now. So here's one. According to Redux, a 52-year-old trans male, trans-identified male convicted for the possession of sickening sexual abuse materials has told the court that he viewed the material to assist him in his development of his gender identity. The man, who has not been named due to Germany's strict privacy laws, was granted an, a lenient sentence after the judge accepted his excuse. News reports have used the false name Jürgen, or Beat Kramer, when referring to the pedophile, who had saved over 70 child and youth pornography files on various devices. Kramer appeared before the Herbsbruck District Court last Monday, where he presented his bizarre reasoning for accessing the heinous materials. And by the way, this stuff wasn't just pictures of kids, or even pictures of naked kids. This was kids doing sexual acts. This was bad stuff. Kramer told the court that he, quote, did not view pornographic content for pedophilic intent or to satisfy a sexual desire, end quote, reported the Nuremberg, not, I'm not going to pronounce that, it's not going to happen, but instead to aid in his gender transition. Presiding judge, I can't pronounce that either, Andre something or other, there's a weird B and dots everywhere in this name, it's not going to happen. And the public prosecutor both accepted the reasons given by the Kramer justifying his possession of child pornography. I've said it more than once. Pedophilia is going to be legalized. I'm going to be able to have sex with a nine-year-old. That's gross, and I won't. I promise you I won't. But it is going to happen. It's going to be, there's going to be an attempt to see pedophilia as an alternate sexual identity. They're going to have their own pronouns. They're going to have their own color on the flag. I mean, they were trying to do this. NAMBLA, uh, North American Man-Boy Love Association, was pushing to belong to the, the LGBTQ plus poop emoji cult a long time ago. And they still exist. And of course, they were rejected at the time. Oh, you're gross. Well, why is it gross? You guys, look at who you guys support. Bestiality is going to be legal. There are no standards. There are no limits. There are no boundaries in our society right now. A man who identifies as a woman can rape a woman, leave sperm, and then run away. And they are more concerned with whether he's a man or a woman before describing him to be captured. A man, a woman, can walk into a church, start shooting up people, and the police will, and this happened in the United States, 
they will spend time investigating to find out whether she was a man or a woman. This is what's happening today. Bestiality, pedophilia, all of this is becoming normalized. All of this will be seen as just another gender identity. Oh, that isn't it though. According to the post-millennial, a Kentucky trans-identified biological male who has been charged with sexually abusing a baby, by the way, on camera, will not face jail time after reaching a plea agreement with prosecutors. Maria Mark Childers, Mark is who he is, a transgender daycare worker in Kentucky, by the way, lives at TikTok, does a wonderful does a wonderful job of doing this, is showing that these people are all over our schools. That these people are wanted in our schools. And these people are trying to indoctrinate or groom our children to buy into their sexual delusions, to their perversions. So this is happening. And this didn't happen in Los Angeles. This happened in Kentucky. Continuing, had been charged with one count of first-degree sexual abuse of a victim under 12 and three counts of first-degree criminal abuse of a child under 12. By the way, these are all felonies. He should be spending between 25 and 75 years in prison. On January 29, 2024, Childers struck an agreement with prosecutors, which included entering a guilty plea in exchange for his charge of first-degree sexual abuse of a victim under 12 to be amended to sexual misconduct, which is a Class A misdemeanor. The remaining abuse charges were also dropped, according to Redux. Childers, who first began identifying as a woman seven years ago, has represented, was represented by prominent trans activist lawyer Madison Leach, who's probably named Mark too. Childers had been sentenced to 12 months in prison, but the judge postponed... I mean, 12 months in prison is not a lot. 12 months in prison isn't dick. Childers had... And probably a women's prison too. So they decided, you know what? We're not going to sentence this guy. There's no point. He's just going to start raping women in jail too. Childers had been sentenced to 12 months in prison, but the judge postponed sentencing in favor of a six-month conditional discharge. In addition to avoiding incarceration, the defendant may be able to clear his criminal record if he adheres to the conditions of his conditional discharge per the outlet. So this guy isn't even going to be put on the, the sexual predator registry. I mean, this guy basically got a parking ticket. He's represented for free, I'm assuming, by a trans activist. And this isn't his first offense. He'd been arrested previously twice for sexual misconduct, including, I think, sexual abuse. And this guy's walking the streets today. Here's what this shows you. Children don't count. That a man who says he is a woman has a, is the highest victim class and the government can't do anything bad to them. That's what it says. These people cannot go to prison because they're victims. They're always victims. And by the way, something sim simpler, this is a way to normalize ped pedophilia. Having sex with a baby in front of people and on camera, I mean, he was actually caught 
He was actually caught doing this. And he gets six months of supervised probation and then his record will be expunged. Well, you know who we will be talking about in about six months? We'll be talking about Maria Mark Childers. Because you know, after his six months, he's going to get caught again. He, he's got a history of this. He has never served any real time. He's going to do this again. And he's going to bullshit. He's going to lie on his app employment applications. People are going to hire him because he's the highest victim class. And he's going to go out and do this again. I mean, not even to be put on the pedophile registry? Absolutely incredible. And here's the thing. Our government normalizes this, even though it's a bullshit lie. Men cannot be women. Women cannot be men. We're going out there. We're treating our children as things, as objects. We, in, we, we tell them that, hey, you can be a man or a woman. Matter of fact, you will be celebrated if you change your sex. Then we drug them. We cut off their balls and their boobs. And uh, they end up living a miserable life. Well, this is beginning to... Uh, get. Don't get me wrong here. I think this whole trans cult thing is going away. I think this is not going to survive. I think this is going to go away. I think these people, this ideology is going to be rejected. And I think it's going to happen soon. But the problem is, until the government stops lying about it, which is our next story, it will keep going. Now, one of the biggest liars of this kind of ideology is Rachel Levine, whose name, real name is Richard. He's the uh, Assistant Secretary of Health and Human Services. He's also a man who thinks he's a woman who, tr who decided to be a woman about 10 years ago. Of course, Rachel Levine, Richard, actually has like three kids and a wife. He had an ex-wife. So he's, he's a... But when he decided to become a secretary, he was interviewed by Rand Paul... And he said, well, I have lots of literature about this. I have lots of things to show you, blah, blah, blah. Well, he ended up getting confirmed, which, again, Republicans confirmed this guy. I, I don't understand. And then somebody decided to say, Rand Paul decided to say, I'd like to see your evidence. Well, surprisingly, Richard Levine didn't decide to show his evidence. He he decided not to show it show it off. And then finally, when he was called by Congress to say, and this happened last week, he's called in Congress, you're gonna be in contempt of Congress. You don't show us the literature, the proof that we should be drugging boys and girls, and we should sterilize boys and girls, and we should be cutting off body parts. You're gonna be in contempt. Well, this story came out. Amazing. No one's talking about this. Even Fox News isn't talking about this. The Department of Health, this is according to the Daily Wire. 
The Department of Health and Human Services said it has only two pages of literature supporting Assistant Secretary Rachel Levine's assessment that gender-affirming care is necessary for transgender youth, prompting allegations that the transgender-identifying Biden administration official has violated the department's scientific integrity policies by baselessly claiming it's settled science. Here's the thing. Democrats don't, the left doesn't believe in science. They, they don't believe in science. They want you to ignore his science. Two plus two is five, folks, according to the United States government. So this guy has been sitting, he got confirmed based on a two-page pamphlet that says, no, it's great that you drug and sterilize your kids and cut off their body parts before they're old enough to consent. That's great. We need to do this. Let's continue with the story. Protect the Public Trust, or PPT, a nonprofit watchdog, filed a Freedom of Information Act request for records of scientific evidence, studies, and or data to support the Assistant Secretary's claim that gender-affirming care is medically necessary, safe, and effective for trans and non-binary youth, end quote, as well as for, quote, records of surveys of medical professionals regarding the value and importance of gender-affirming care for minor children. Now, I said that um, Congress was after him. I guess it wasn't. It was this this freedom, this watchdog group that came after him. In response, and this response took months, they did not want to release this. In response, HHS pr- produced only a single document, a two-page PDF called Gender Affirming Care and Young People. The document is also on HHS website and is not a scientific study, but rather a brochure that, declare, that declares that, quote, research demonstrates that gender-affirming care improves the mental health and overall well-being of gender-diverse children. Well, there you go. If there is a colorful brochure out there that's two pages long, and by the way, it's got pictures too, so, you know, it, it's not even two pages of information then it must be true. So scientific. Continuing, it supports a statement with a footnote to a single study that showed that transgender identifying people are slightly less suicidal when receiving treatment. 51% who were receiving such care were suicidal, slightly lower than the 62% who were receiving hormones but wanted them. The HHS document also states that puberty blockers are reversible and hormone therapy is partially reversible. So this document is celebrating the fact that only 51% who were receiving care were suicidal. And that's down from 62% that like the CDC says are suicidal. Isn't that make you wonder? You're celebrating the fact that over half of people who go through gender affirming care kill themselves or want to kill themselves? And I guarantee you this study they're talking about, not much of a study. I guarantee you the study is A, self-reporting, which means I had my tits removed and I feel great. To be not long term, I had my boobs removed 
six months ago and I feel great. And three, not a lot of people were in this. Probably 20. I have seen studies, the ones I could get outside of a paywall, that had six, seven people. Those studies are being pointed to by the LGBTQ. One study, it was seven people. The study I'm talking about was, I'd have to hunt for it, but it was, I think it was from Harvard or something, but it was seven people over the course of a year. What kind of study is that crap? What are you going to learn? I want. I don't want to know when the kid got, got her boobs cut off at 16, how she felt at 17. I want to know how she feels at 25, at 30, if she thinks it was a good idea then. Of course, there, there aren't any studies like that. There aren't any studies like that because we just started doing this to our kids. But it seems to me, and we shouldn't even try studies like that because kids should be allowed to do that when they want to when they're 18. I think it's a bad idea. I think we should really do what we used to do. Do you realize with gender, with gender, we used to, what's his name? Um, Bruce Jenner explained this when he got uh, transferred into a woman, which he never did. He's still a man, looks like a man, talks like a man. Okay, but when he transferred, he had to go through like a 10-year process to do it. He had to go through psychological studies. He had to go through physicals. He had to go through this entire process to convert. Now, this was before gender-affirming care. So he had to go through this entire process before he could transition because they were worried he'd want to kill himself after. That if he got his penis cut off, he'd sit there and want to die. So they did a ton of psychological study on him. He had to go through counseling. And this was even before he started hormones. He discusses this. And he was at the time when he started this, he was in, in his late 40s. Late 40s, early 50s. Now you're talking an 18-year-old kid doesn't have to go through any... A 14-year-old kid doesn't have to go through any of this stuff and he or she can just go out, sterilize themselves, mutilate themselves, and it's okay, it's good? Well, we're finding out now that there are a lot of kids that don't think this is good. There are a lot of adults now that have gone through this process are not, Chloe Cole is one of them. Chloe Cole is suing everybody right now because she had her boobs cut off at 16 and at 17 she said this was a huge mistake. I was confused. I was pissed off at my parents. There are people that are beginning to realize this is no good. So Levine is a liar. The government's lying to you. Which, by the way, should this be that much of a shocker to you? That the government lies to you? This is all a power play. That's all this is. So anyway, I think this whole thing is dead. And that's the positive I can take away from this. I think people are getting tired of this. They're getting tired. I, I, my stepdaughter, she came home and she said, oh yeah, this happens all the time. I go, well, what do you guys do about it? She goes, nothing. We don't care. No one listens. See, that's the kicker. When you start, when the, when the systems, when the institutions start promoting this stuff, 
Kids are naturally rebellious. If you've had a teenage kid, you know this. So when this becomes normalized, kids kick it to the curb anyway because they're little rebels. You can tell them you need to eat vegetables and they're not going to do it simply because you told them to do so. Well, now the institutions are saying you can be a man if you're a girl or you could be a girl if you're a man. And they're sitting back and saying, this is stupid. This is stupid. It's the culture that's actually messing with these kids more than anything, not the teachers. The institutions are having, I think the institutions are actually hurting their own, uh, are hurting their own um, team there. I don't think they're helping them. But I, I just know when, when my stepdaughter comes home and she says, yeah, no, this is happening all the time. She goes, but the kicker is a lot of teachers think it's BS too. That's the one problem with uh, libs of TikTok and with most teachers don't buy this shit. They really don't buy it. So we'll see. All right. I hope you guys have a great day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. God bless you all. And happy Ash Wednesday. Lent starts today. So don't forget to go to church. Love you all. This is Gene and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.